0: Welcome back to The Daily Drum on WHUR, Sirius XM, Channel 141, 96.3 HD2, and 98.3 FM. This is the Inside Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. Get
1: away, I'm in with them, and they're going to get away. He's saying he's rather commit murder than commit armed robbery. Yeah. You are the dumb. Oh, no, you ain't saying armed robbery. Armed robbery is what we're doing. We're no, it's doing not. It's armed robbery and armed car jacket, Tell me. It's the same thing. That's lower than it's murder. It's gun
2: of a That's lower than murder. That's higher than murder. But I know you You're know what murder. A human life. That's a gun charge. Murder is a gun charge. Possession of a gun, murder, first degree murder. That's like that's like eight charges in one case.
0: You've probably seen the viral video of what appear to be very young DC teenagers contemplating committing a violent crime and debating the possible charges if they get caught. It is a heartbreaking glimpse into the state of some of our young people in the DMV. And even as we see this happening, we're very aware that the community is crying out for resources, programs, help of any kind to keep our teens on the right track. For tonight's Take Back Our Community Thursday, we're bringing some of those resources to you as we do every Thursday. My guests... Our Janice Murphy, President of the Light the Way Foundation, Philip Burke, Program Director with the Capital Youth Challenge Academy, and Kimberly Booker, Director of Institutional Advancement and Community Impact with the TIS Foundation. This is a really important conversation, and we want you to join. In lines are open at 202 7810. 202 7810. As always, you can X me at H Fisher, W H U R, or find me on Instagram at Harold T Fisher. Thank you all for coming in and talking to us. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, thank you. Before we even get into what each of you does and represents. I really want to get your reaction to what you just heard. And and I'll start with you, Kimberly. What are your thoughts about that excerpt from that viral video?
3: So I'm a parent. Mm -hmm. And I am a parent of two males. One who's with us and one who is not. And so the very first thing that, came to mind as a mother is where are their parents where are their guardians where are their mentors where why do we have children out on the street and these children young they don't even sound like their voices have you know aged or turned as of yet and they're discussing at length charges felony charges where are the parents how did they even become this learned of such a thing? And why are they so engaged in this kind of conversation as opposed to something more constructive? That was Those were my very, very first thoughts.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Why, I can re- remember having those kinds of debates about, you know, pro football. Mm-hmm. Having those debates about... A project in school and what the teacher said versus what I thought I heard and when it was due
4: and but that that's not really what it it was about Philip yeah so uh, here in that clip and also seeing the video it's extremely disheartening and uh, what I look at with the youth the youth that I work with uh, daily as well as just in general and when you watch this video you get an understanding that the youth understand doctrine law policy or they have a interpretation of it that could be accurate or close to accurate however there's a lack of protocol mm-hmm. and protocol comes back to the community and as we move through this discussion one of the points of emphasis that i want to make on is where are the men in the community and how we impact and impart here um south carolina born and raised uh southern and then the family concept right i grew up grandfather, John Alexander Phillips, uh, very respected in the community, uncles, deacons, coaches, whatever situation is, the presence of men Mm -hmm. are there. And when we talk about protocol, protocol starts at home and it's in the community aspect. So there's many things that's going on right now. Mayor Bowser declared a state of emergency uh, for drugs and also youth violence. And it takes a lot of time. But for us to see immediate impact, we have to get focused back within the households on protocol, as well as men stepping up and coming back to the forefront as a whole of how we deal with the youth. But uh, overall, it's very disheartening, especially when you hear the younger voices and there's an older ver- uh, voice there. So there's a teen, an older teen present or maybe young 20s, whoever that guy, man. Th- that, mm-hmm. that person was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. look what you're giving and instilling in these youth. So uh, a lot of work to be done, but I do believe it starts with the community aspect and protocol being back in the uh, communities.
0: Janice, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts about it?
5: Um, I def- definitely echo um, what each of you have said. I think that it's very important for, because you, as you hear them talking, you know, our youth are very intelligent. And I do feel that if we give, you know, some guidance, some more mentorship, what can they utilize that talent for? There's so many other things that they should be talking about as opposed to what we heard on the clip.
0: Mm-hmm. Janice, what do you do?
5: So I'm the president for Light the Way Foundation. Uh, Our organization ensures that youth have opportunities to participate in enrichment programs. We provide information. Um, We just had a youth empowerment program. We actually um, did that with Beyond Your Block. And we had a symposium where we provided information for mental health, Um, we did some mentorship, we did some career building we did um, a lot of things we brought information like financial information like all the things that i wish i knew when i was growing up and i didn't have the opportunity it was for high school students uh, so we we based it on just making sure they had all the information to be successful because you know there's so much information out there we and there's so many youth that don't know about it mm-hmm. so we want them to be able to take advantage of all opportunities to be successful so basically um, we're we're just providing uh, opportunities and enrichment programs for youth with limited resources.
4: The Capital Youth Challenge Academy. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So the Capital Garden Youth Challenge Academy, uh, we're located in Laurel, Maryland. And so there may be a few questions that parents have or the community has about how we can help these youth. So maybe the first question is, you know, I want, my child to get away from the district for a while, you know, to get out and experience a new thing. So hey, guess what, we have that for you. Uh, We're located in Laurel, Maryland. We are a residential facility. Uh, Our program times in total for a class is 17 months. Five and a half of those months, the cadets live on campus in Laurel, Maryland. Um, And then the remainder time, the remainder year, after they graduate from the residential phase, uh, they're still involved with the program uh, directly through mentorship relationships, as well as uh, monthly engagements with the cadets, and we still help them reach their goals. So that's one aspect of it. Let's say, okay, well, I want something where they can continue to reach their academic goals. We have that for you as well. So through our partnership with OSI, our cadets receive high school diplomas upon passing uh, the GED test. Uh, So they take three GED-ready practice tests, and they also are in school five days a week. Um, And then at the end of the class, they take the GED test. And if they pass, they earn a District of Columbia high school diploma. We also offer credit recovery for those that want to go back to high school. So maybe, you know, you don't want to get your high school diploma just yet, um, but you want to experience prom and sports and athletics and things of that nature. So, okay, we get that. So you come in, you get involved in credit recovery. We have credited teachers, and this program is also supported by DCPS, and we work with DCPS. Um, They send us the transcripts, and we know what the cadets are failing at or classes that they have yet to take. We get them in credit recovery, help them get caught up, and they're back. And so the next question may be, well, things are just expensive around here and how can I possibly afford to send my youth to a program like that? Well, our program is 100% tuition free. Uh, Free room and board, free meals, free uniforms. All we need is the candidate and an opportunity to help uh, growth and uh, change some lives. Kimberly, the TIS Foundation.
3: Yes, uh, to inspire stronger communities, stronger families. So TIS Foundation, what we do is almost like a whole, full family recovery. We focus, however, though, on young adults. We are a partner with Department of Employment Services right here in the district that that offers a paid training program for what I like to call not our at-risk, but our at-promise youth. So those may be individuals that have left school prematurely, Individuals that have decided that they're not going to go on to college or individuals that are underemployed or difficult to employ. They may have some type of judicial exposure. So we take those individuals, we put them through paid training, the district actually pays them. And then we credential them um, in culinary science, hospitality, but even child care assistance and those types of things are offered. And we're looking towards technology, cybersecurity and Network Plus um, in the future of next year. But we take those individuals where they are and we provide them wraparound services. So it's not just paid training. How We also reach out to them. What is your family like? Are you housing vulnerable? Are you food vulnerable? And we connect them with the district agencies that would make that individual whole because the ultimate goal is for that individual to become a sustained citizen. So we take them wherever they are, reading, math, whatever their literacy is and we bring them up and we make them whole and we expose them. And at the end they get full-time employment we plug them in once they get that credential so then they are not only um, inspired but esteemed but they're credentialed and employable Mm
0: -hmm. 202-319-7810 202-319-7810 this is take back our community thursday something we do every thursday Talking to the boots on the ground, activists, workers, the people who are leading the way to make sure that our young people are on the right track, but also to make our communities safer, to make them stronger, to make them a place where we can Uh, comfortably work and to improve the quality of life in our communities. If you have a comment or a question, give us a call at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Before I go to the phone lines, uh, each of you, can you at least share your web information so that people who are interested in either uh, connecting with you to have their family members, their children participate, or maybe they would be willing to uh, come in and lend a hand. Uh, Janice, please, real quick.
5: Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. We, we welcome people to come and volunteer and participate in our programs. You can find us on LightTheWayFoundation.org.
4: Okay, Phil. So. All right, you can find us at cgyca.org. I'll say that again, cgyca.org, or you can give us a call at 202-730-1579. Kimberly.
3: Yes, that's going to be www.tisfoundation.org. That's T-I-S-foundation.org. Or you can call me at 202-699-1663.
0: You know, I knew we were going to get one WWW. Even <laughs> t- You know, there's always one in 20- <laughs> 2023. We're good with the w. I'm just messing with you, kid. Listen. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of people on the phone lines, and we're going to be taking some uh, some of the phone calls uh, in just a bit. And I, I have so many questions about your organizations and and kind of your your expectations from the the young people who are are participating. And I I only have about a, a minute or so left before the break. But but real quick. Um, Why do this, Kim?
3: I'm a mom who lost. I lost my son, Alexander, at 12 and a half years old. Peer pressure. He went someplace where he shouldn't have gone um, with some kids that he immediately called friends. He hadn't known these boys for 45 minutes. Mm. And that was the last decision that Alexander got a chance to make. So for the past 16 years, I've also headed the Alexander Landsbrooker Child Safety Foundation. I have become a point of contact for grieving mothers. Um, though I didn't lose my son to gun violence, I think that gun violence is probably precluded by peer pressure. Yeah. And with that in mind, that's why I do what I do. And I will continue to do this work.
4: Sure. Yes, sir. So just uh, learned experiences uh, growing up. Uh, my mother did foster care for uh, many, many years, 15, 16, 17 years. So growing up, I was uh, exposed at an early age to youth that need help and support. So it's, it's a part of who I truly am. Uh, as a person and then when you look at the youth and you listen to those videos it's it's a need today and it's a gap that has to be filled so Mm -hmm. it's a truly a purpose and a passion um and and it's a role that has to be filled real quick janice why do this
5: uh i do this because these children are going to be leading us um they're going to be our leaders and so we need to build them up give them everything that they need to be successful and it takes a village it definitely does and i'm so happy to be here with all of you today because we can make a
0: difference we have a lot to discuss for the next half hour, we're going to be talking to Ishe, Sharon, and Love. Stay on the line. Lines are still open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. It is Take Back Our Community Thursday. Stay with us. The Daily Drum will continue on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. John Mons is next with the original Quiet Storm. That's on WHUR. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Seconds on Sirius XM Channel 141. Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. For tonight's Take Back Our Community Thursday, we are bringing resources to you that will help keep our young people on the straight and narrow. My guests are Janice Murphy, president of the Light the Way Foundation, Philip Burke Program Director with the Capital Guardian Youth Challenge Academy, and Kimberly Booker Director of Institutional Advancement and Community Impact for the TIS Foundation. Lines are open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Ishay, calling from D.C., thanks for calling. What's on your mind?
2: So, hi.
1: Hi. hi. Greetings. Um, I'm so grateful for all the work that's being done. Um, I just wanted to say we're in a state of emergency. Um, it, we have to treat our community like, I hate to use this analogy, like but, like we have a gunshot wound. Um. And so I I hope to help. Um, I agree with a lot of what uh, the previous speaker said in terms of um, fathers are very important. I think we really really have underestimated fathers, and a lot of you hear a lot of women, probably from church, say stuff like, "Well, I don't need a man." Well, look at the society. I don't need a man to help raise my kids. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Look at the society. Clearly, we do (laughs) need. That balance of um, of men, so that's very important. I think also we all need to like. I'm hearing all these organizations, and they're great, and I love what one sister said that she um, makes people whole again. I love that because we need resources. If somebody doesn't have resources, they don't have food. You know, then it's hard to talk to them and and, uh, be rational with them and and expect them to do positive things. But last but not least, um, I wish that we were all joined together. Because I'm hearing these different pockets of people doing things, and I think we need to have a summit of some sort or um, some sort of very large meeting every year where we just gather all the people who are doing great things and just come up with an action plan. I know um, Ice Cube came up with a very actually sophisticated action plan for black people. So, um, and, you know, everyone needs to get involved because for those people who think, oh, that's not my child, well, your child may. I mean, I'm sorry. That's not my child. But that child, who's not your child, may rob you or do something to harm you or yeah. your or your kids. So that is your
0: child. Eshay, to- thank you so much. Um, a great idea, certainly something for us to to take to heart. I appreciate your your comment. Let's talk to Sharon, calling from D.C. Sharon, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Well,
6: when I first picked my phone up, I was really disheartened. I was sad, but when I heard the panelists discussing the solution. I think, they think it's an excellent solution, I think we need more programs like this. Um, I definitely applaud them. We all know these kids need love, that adults are failing our kids. Our adults are sick for our kids. Are sick. So, like I said again, the solution is what I'm hearing tonight and we need more. One other question I have, this program should start with, with young boys and six years old, between five and six years old they started start at that age. Because that's the age where they have developed their habits, their personalities, issues. Um, so I hope, hopefully, the program, the young man was talking about the program in Laurel, Maryland. I didn't get all the information um, from him, but I, hopefully the age starts at, at around six, because that's when they form their little personalities. Um, and one more point, let me just make this one last point. In these efforts, I think PG, Montgomery, and DC should come together and have these summits because it's, the crime is all over the place. You can't set up programs in DC and not programs in PG or Montgomery County. So yeah. it needs to, everybody needs to work together across the board.
0: Definitely.
6: And if you could possibly if you could repeat, repeat the information in Laurel, I think that program is excellent.
0: So, Sharon, as with every Episode of the Daily Drum. They are on our website. Um, I post it every night after 9 p.m. So the websites as well as information uh, about this discussion and the podcast, the rebroadcast recording of this information, you will be able to pull up online on whur.com. So uh, each and every website will be posted as well as um, previous episodes. Last night the night before and the night before that. But thank you so much. I appreciate your phone call. Tenson, calling from Maryland. Thanks for calling, Tenson. What's on your mind?
2: Yes. um, I would just like to reiterate something that we may have forgotten as a people, and that is we need to get closer to God. And what I would like to, to address is teaching a child in a way that they should go when they are young. They shall not depart when they are old. So I would just like to ask all all the people, um, this season of giving and Christmas, give the word that would inspire life, which is the word of God, on every level. Give the gift of the word that will sustain them a whole lifetime. And also, to your panel and you, and the listeners, the gift of God is giving unto him. He said he will pour you out blessings that you will not have room to receive. Teach them the principles of tithing and giving their offerings. You will be amazed.
0: Well, Tenson, thank <laughs> you so much for um, thank you so much for your um, your comment, and I appreciate it. I want to get down into some of the more important. Parts of of each of your your organizations, and I'll start with you, uh, Philip, since Sharon, uh, mm-hmm. you know, made the inquiry, because you you said a couple of words that really kind of struck me. You talked about uh, cadets, for example, mm-hmm. and that this is a residential facility. Give me more detail about how this works. This mm-hmm. sounds. Um, somewhat militaristic. Mm-hmm. I don't mean militant, but militaristic. So a- explain how how
4: this academy works. Right. So the cadets um, that we bring in, uh, they can't be enrolled in high school at the time. So these are cadets that aren't. Uh, these are students that aren't actively uh, involved or truant in or whatever the situation may be. It's for 15 year olds in seven months up to 18-year-olds that we can accept Uh, so unfortunately we can't accept six-year-olds but I do think that uh, Sharon was spot-on with her assessment that we need to start at a younger age our program is governed by the National Guard Bureau and uh, with oversight from the D.C. National Guard so Mm. we are a quasi-military academy this is not a pipeline into the military however we are structured in a military style uh, so when I say that, the cadets wake up at 5.30 in the morning on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, to do physical training. They Ooh. make their bunks military style. They wear uniforms. They learn how to march. They do all of their own cleaning and details and wash their clothes and ironing and everything else, rolling and folding of clothes. Uh, they have to learn military structure and protocols. So one of the things that the cadets do, we have to, they have to uh, request permission to speak. And we don't do that for demeaning purposes. We're teaching them, think before you speak. Before you request, before you ask, before you do anything, there is a step that has to happen before you begin speaking. And so in some eyes, that may seem like oh, it's a little demeaning or maybe that's a little overstepping. But when you teach them why you're doing it and what's going on, what we're doing is teaching protocol. And that's, again, the biggest issue, I believe, with the youth today. So our program is military structure and it is military style. Um, However, that's the quasi part of it. We do not seek to take their individualism. As youth, we do believe in that, so we do have uh, we offer vocational uh, training. So while the cadets are with us for those 22 weeks, they have the opportunity to participate in flagger uh, CPR, AED training, Fort Lift certifications, music appreciation, all the way going from learning uh, digital service providers and how the business of music works, writing, uh, engineering, mixing, mastering, and having a song. They, uh, we offer culinary arts, and we also have partnerships with Earth Conservation Corps as well as AmeriCorps. Uh, so. Working with the youth, we do offer a lot in the vocational realm as well as things that they're generally interested in at that age. Mm.
0: But you said, in order to get into the program, they can't be registered in high school. They cannot be enrolled. They cannot in high be school. enrolled in high school. Mm-hmm. So how how do they get to
4: the program? So through our recruiting department. So through CGYCA.org, you go in, you fill out the applications and everything else. You have to have a withdrawal from high school form. And uh, that's through our national and federally mandates for how we're funded, because we are designed for at-risk youth. And uh, in that definition of at-risk, and I agree with you, I don't like the term Mm -hmm. at-risk myself. I just look at it as opportunity or disengaged youth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So through that process of disenrollment, because we offer credit recovery as well as the high school uh, diploma track. They cannot be enrolled in high school and be in our program. However, we do set them up through credit recovery for the ones that want to return to high school. We have a relationship with the school counselors and pathway coordinators across D.C. So as they enter the program and exit the program, there is a handoff between us and DCPS for the uh, high schools they're returning to.
0: This is only for D.C. high school students or D.C. Yes. age? Not, DC. not, But not not for students who may be in Prince George's or Montgomery or Just for DC. Just mm-hmm. for DC only. For D. C. Um I would imagine though that it would it would require I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. that 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 a fifteen year old who needs this program would seek out this program.
4: Mm-hmm. I would imagine that the parents would have to be involved in some way shape or form absolutely it's very much a village concept uh to be able to do what we do um we have to be aligned as much as possible with the parents we have to be aligned with the mentors every cadet and every family has to show up day one with a mentor and if they don't have a mentor we do maintain a mentor pool and we provide mentors Mm -hmm. and that is a actually a federal mandate um that we uh have to meet so it is extremely difficult when you think about uh, having to cut your hair. You know, you don't have your cell phones on you at all times. And that's probably the biggest thing with mm, cadets. I'm however, sure. yeah. you can earn the use of your personal cell phone through earning rank and promotions. So, what we're teaching is everything just isn't given to you uh, because that just isn't, it isn't life. And as long as we're aligned with the parents, it's successful. But if there's any division or, is, or any uh, weakness or a lack of resiliency on any part, in support of these youth, we fail. Janice, you were talking about you know quite a bit,
0: but one of the things that really kind of struck me when you were talking about the financial literacy piece, mm-hmm. and you said some of the things that you wish that you had known, some of the things we all wish that we had known, <laughs> even even with the you know the best of of parenting. How does the the like the way foundation works specifically with that because I I just really think that information about how to handle money absolutely is so important for you know for anyone absolutely yeah
5: yeah absolutely we actually had a youth empowerment uh, this past Saturday I learned some things as well mm-hmm, um you know just definitely focusing on you know I can't believe how much money these kids spend on tennis shoes, on different things, well, parents as well, of course, but just, okay, you don't purchase this, put this in the bank or, uh, purchase a stock or, you know, do something that can give you money back. And so there was a lot of ideas that were offered and actually some of the kids, they're already doing that. And I was like, okay, that's, that's awesome because these kids are so amazing. I mean, I, you know, I know it's, um, very different from when I was growing up, but that was one of the things that we shared financially. But our signature program is a film summer camp, and I agree with one of the callers that you gotta start early. Um, We have a film summer camp for kids that are nine to 12 years old. We have an industry uh, expert come in, they train them on scripting, you know, sound, how to do the camera, and they make a documentary. And at the end of that, we have a very big red carpet premiere. We make a very big deal out of it because it just shows how creative these youth are. You know, they can do anything that they put their mind to. So just opening up avenues for different types of environments. You know, you don't have to be in a bucket and do this. You can do anything you want. You just need to have the resources, and we want to make sure they know where to get those resources no matter what they want to participate in.
0: Where do the resources for all of these programs within the foundation come from?
5: So, we actually have some sponsors, thank goodness. It used to be a foundation of one, and I've, I'm so thankful that so many people have gotten uh, on. Uh, we have officers, we have board members who believe in the same things, like, we need to work together. Um, It does take that village concept to make sure that we're successful. And um, I do do agree with the other caller. It's like you have all of these organizations that are doing things in pockets. What could we achieve if we work together on that same thing to have a a larger reach? So um, definitely sponsors are helping to um, be able to push some of these uh, programs that we have.
0: What impact do you believe that the exposure has had on on these children we it seems to me there there was a time many moons ago where it was so important to to offer exposure to to young people oh I, my God, I I yes. remember yes. Uh, when even when my mother was teaching in the D.C. public school system and this was a long time ago but there was a whole kind of weekend where they had an airplane ride and they went and saw a play off Broadway and then they took and they came back to D.C. uh, on a bus but right now that just seems to be so high-minded because the children need some some really foundational things. If, if I may. Sure.
3: Harold, um, we were talking in the green room about the importance of exposure. And I I know that my, my opinion may be unpopular, but I certainly, I brought up the point then, I believe we need to start exposing our kids at the age of five before they even become or have any type of other negative exposure. Now, what we didn't—a five-year-old now is probably the equivalent of a eight or nine-year-old back in our day, because of social media and because of TV and programming and such. But it is—I'm of the belief that when we take a young mind at five and six and we expose them to different things, different ways—the discipline of karate, we talk about that; the creativity of modern dance, the the um, art and plays and theaters—you actually are shaping that mind and giving them so much positive exposure that when negative exposure comes that's not even cool to them anymore but how do you do that when the parents aren't exposed and that be the problem and and I meant I meant my English such as that we also talked and please you guys chime in about the parents. Or the guardians being the problem. It's almost like we keep saying more money, more funding, more programs. No, we need parent programs. We need to actually, we need to have a roll our sleeves up. Consortium of parents and guardians where we just really talk the talk and we tell some single mothers, Take your hands off of the young man, let the male mentors mentor them as they need to be mentored with the language, with the discipline, and such. We need to be able to take the young girls and say, You don't need to be behaving that way. You shouldn't be watching those videos. You don't need to be on those websites. This is what's appropriate for your age. And we need to call one another out. We collectively have failed the past two generations and we need to fix it and we need to fix it fast because you know who they're robbing and carjacking? Us. Yeah. They're
5: absolutely. not
3: they're, they're not carjacking a 17-year-old. They're carjacking a single mom who's working two jobs and who's just getting in her car
0: early in the morning. Yeah. I I, I do and And I applaud exactly what you're saying, which goes back to kind of what I was saying before. In trying to do your best to help a community raise children, you're doing double duty because you've got to raise the parents too. Absolutely.
3: Mm -hmm. You cannot not raise the parents. We've heard, I can tell you, how many times have we heard uh, um, a grieving mom saying he was the man of the house and he was 12 what is 13. Where, where does that
0: come from yeah. yeah okay there okay there it is yeah <laughs> uh, that was a real question it's nonsensical it's, it's, it's nonsensical, yeah. it's
3: nonsensical mm-hmm. but if that's all a 12-year-old has heard mm-hmm. for three years, they tend to think, oh, I really do need to provide. Oh, I really am the man of the house. Oh, I really don't have rules. I go to bed when I want to. I do my homework if I feel like it. I go to school if I feel like it. Because my mom has told me ever since I was six, I'm the man of the house. But, but, but Phil,
0: mm-hmm. again, and I, I guess I'm, I'm re-asking the question that I asked earlier where if you have a 15 or 16 year old who who doesn't who doesn't want to go to school who doesn't want who who wants to be in the streets um you know what how do you know that this program is successful with those who don't who don't want to be disciplined who do not want to to earn privileges i mean this mm-hmm. I remember, it was, it, this is kind of like that, like we saw so many, many years ago, and I don't know if you're old enough to even remember this, but this was kind of that, you know, the some of the foreshadowing of, of some of those reality TV shows where, where bad kids were sent to a boot camp, not scared mm-hmm. straight, mm-hmm. Right, not right. scared straight, but yeah. they were sent to a disciplinary boot camp. This mm-hmm. sounds similar but it also mm-hmm. sounds much more multi-layered much more complex mm-hmm. so how i mean do you do
4: do they come in kicking and screaming absolutely they do absolutely. really so, they really do yeah. okay yeah. So, yeah so you have a you know it's, it's different across the board the spectrum you have some that come in and they're really focused and goal oriented and absolutely no issues. And you have some that come (laughs) to our gates and literally hop out of the car and begin running up the road. Um, but I think what you do with that, or not, I think I know what you do with that is again, it's resiliency amongst the village. Uh, the parents have to understand like, okay, this is the time. So when you get that phone call, it's like, Hey, I want to quit. No, you're not allowed to quit. You know, no, I I get it. You know, you're not Mm going to always want that forced growth. However, When we stand together firm as a program and a family household and a mentor, you don't really have a choice. Now, it is a 100 percent voluntary program. Right. So we don't hold anybody against your will. You're not detained or anything of that nature. And if you if we have to make a decision because of safety reasons or so on and so forth that you can't be in the program anymore, then that's a decision that we have to make. However, it's our job, like you said, to provide exposure, to provide resources, to provide opportunity, but it does not work if we're not on one accord. So somebody has to be able to step up and get through. And we uh, invite in mentors, speakers, anybody, anybody on our staff, because we don't know who's gonna be that one to get through. Mm -hmm. But we fail if we're not taking the opportunity to try to get through. Mm -hmm. And I believe that carries back over into our communities. And that's where I call on men and offer that charge and challenge uh, to men to get involved. It only takes two seconds to say good morning. The things that we want them to uh, exemplify, we have to be. And what I mean is we may see a group of young men uh, standing on the corner, pants sagging, all these different type of things. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to say one word because that could go bad. And that could go bad if you want to go and try to parent them in that moment. But just walk by the first day, good morning, good afternoon, look them in the eyes, keep going. Do that every day. You do that for a certain amount of time. They're going to get inquisitives, "Why are you speaking to me every day?" Or you're going to build some type of rapport and then once you begin to have that opening, advance the conversation Mm -hmm. and advance but we have to build Mm -hmm. so as adults we have to humble ourselves to what the current situation is Mm -hmm. we can't just point and say go anymore we have to see and understand where they are we have to be able to communicate in their language in their understanding and that's why i look at my age group i'm 35 years old is probably uh what is going to save our community or what is the future of the community because with the advancement of social media, mm-hmm. right, a lot of these youth are getting in trouble because they are recording what they're doing and they're putting it online. Exactly. So I am, old, I am at the age to where I know life without Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. everything else, and I'm also at the age where it all started while I was in high school or college. Mm-hmm. So I get it, I understand it. I can speak that language with you, whereas if you're in a slightly older age group, you probably can't speak that same language. So I'm calling on men in my age group. If you're around that 35-year-old, you have to get involved. You have to use your voice, you have to use presence, you have to use uh, every, all the tools that you have not been given uh, to at least have a conversation. It only takes a few seconds just to say good morning, got to open the door, it's not gonna happen overnight, but have some initiative and try to be passionate about our youth and what's coming after us. Janice, how do you know
0: that the exposure that the foundation has provided for these young people is working?
5: You know, it's so funny when they come in. They're they're, uh, and I'm gonna go back to the film camp that I told you about. Mm-hmm. So we have about 20 kids that come in. Very shy, quiet, sit in the corner. Then you have some who are kind of rowdy, and you know. Um, but the ones that are sitting in the corner, it's like a light bulb goes off, and it's so amazing to see how, like during that program, how they really grow. Where they were quiet at one point, now they're the talk. They're they're very talkative. They want to get their point across. They want to be able to do the art or the you know have a concept in the documentary. And so I feel like it gives them some a self pride. Like um, when you can see the things that um, all of the efforts that you're putting forth in, a, in an actual um, documentary, like this is what I did, you know, um, you can see it. I, I think it just gives them such enlightenment. And hey, if you can do that, what can what, you know, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's my motto, because anything worthwhile is going to be work. And I think sometimes the youth will shy away from work. They want that instant microwave success. That doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we definitely need to work with them. And I love what you were saying as far as just – building a rapport right you don't know what somebody's going through you Mm -hmm. don't know what they're going through at their home or so don't judge that's one thing we don't do you judge and you you build a rapport you help where you can for those who want help they'll take it for those who don't it's okay you've done your part right Mm -hmm. so um i think it's definitely making a difference i think i I like the idea of us coming together and doing it on a broader um level so um I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We will talk about that on the next show.
0: <laughs> uh, Kimberly, how do you know that there is indeed a return on investment? Because you said you are dealing with young adults, mm-hmm. and that's that's different, I would imagine, from... Young teens or, or children. This is a different kind of dynamic.
3: Sure, Harold. Um, I sort of wear two hats. I have another nonprofit, the ALB Child Safety nonprofit, that's been in operation for 17 years, and it works with younger, younger ones. Um, and I'm sure, as providers, you all know, like no person is too young whenever they're in need we take them we take them five years all the way to 26 27 they may age out of a certain program but part of our hearts is to find something that fits and this to me is how i know that a program any program has worked when the cycle is broken if it's the cycle of poverty in that family if that's broken if it's the cycle of teen pregnancy if that's broken if it's the cycle of incarceration we're talking one in three will be court involved when that cycle is broken when i see any even if it's just behavioral or underemployment or education when any of those cycles are broken to me it's a win for our culture it's a win for our community that's to me that is the milestone that we're all wanting and then the extra to me the cherry on top is when that younger person comes back and wants to sit in my seat or when they graduate from college with a degree in sociology because we imparted in them when they were seven and eight, and then they followed that path. Then, to me, that's a win for our entire people, and that's what I'm always striving for. I zoom out and look at it from that, and so for us, we do need to bridge together. That's what needs to happen, and to me, that's the win for our community.
0: But for the older one, mm-hmm. the, the for the for the Tiz Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, how do you how do you know uh, that 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 the work has been uh, successful.
3: Gainful employment home early home ownership Mm. um following through on educational goals. Because part of what we do when we are doing that on-the-job training, they learn financial literacy and they get a nationally recognized credential in financial literacy, a nationally recognized credential in workforce readiness. We don't even get to the culinary part until week four. We want to teach them how to be at work. We want to teach them what to do with the money once you are gainfully employed. And then we get into the science of the thing. So for us, that win, that marker, is when they come back and they say, "Hey, I just did a deposit on my first apartment, or I'm just about to." It took me two years, but I'm about to own a home. Can you believe it? And they may have went through our GD program and such. To me, those incremental steps is how you can tell that you're building a whole person, not just giving a person a job or putting them through a particular program, but the wholeness of that person. Because a whole person then produces whole children and has a whole family and becomes the part of a whole healed community.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I'll have that be the the final word. Uh, I okay. want to say that even though each of you is coming from a different direction, you are certainly meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we hope that Absolutely. that the seeds that you are planting, um, you know a- exposure, uh, teen boys, young adults will continue to bear, fruit because we we need this work. Yeah. We really, really do. Janice Murphy, <laughs> Philip Burke, Kimberly Booker, thank you for talking to us and good luck. Thank you for the you. opportunity. That is the Daily Drum for this Thursday, November sixteenth. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night.